Hey there, I'm Julie, and this is the Married to Addiction podcast. If you're here, then you're probably what I call my secret sister. We're in a situation we never asked to be in and fighting a battle we never wanted to fight. We're faith-filled women who are married to an alcoholic, and it affects every inch of our lives. If that sounds like you, then this is a safe place for you to land. Married to Addiction is a faith-based podcast where I help you find the tools and strength you need to navigate your husband's addiction without losing yourself in the process. So please subscribe and tune in as often as you can, because your husband's recovery is important, but so is yours. Hey there, before we get started today, I just wanted to make sure that you knew about the Secret Sister Circle. That is a membership that I created to basically take the exhausted wife of an alcoholic from just sitting around wishing things would change, praying things would change, hoping things would change, to actually knowing what to do to find some stability and peace and happiness again. So I started this back in July, I believe, and we have covered a lot of ground since then. So I just wanted to go over real quickly with you just some of the topics that we've covered in there so you can kind of get an idea of um, what we talk about and if these are some things that maybe you could actually use. So we talked about, we started out with talking about some common pitfalls that wives of alcoholics fall into and how to overcome those. We talked about the all important taking thoughts captive and we really dove deep into exactly how to do that and how it can really just improve everything in your situation. We've talked about codependency, understanding alcoholism, uh, boundaries, effective communication with an addicted spouse. Um, We have also covered a lot of spiritual ground, like how to really embrace and uh, implement a meaningful quiet time with the Lord into your life, how to deepen your relationship with God. We did a study on that. We did a study on trusting in God. We did a study on how to hear from God. Um, we talked, we've talked about self-care for wives of alcoholics and what that looks like and exactly how to implement that. Uh, we've done a self-worth study, just so, just covered so many great things in there. And all of the material is presented to you in a way that is easy to consume, but also it gives you a lot of assistance in actually knowing how to implement this stuff into your life. Because I'm sure you've heard me say before, knowing is one thing, but doing is everything. So that is the Secret Sisters membership in a nutshell. I would absolutely love to have you join me there. It is super powerful um, and just there's some great life-changing stuff going on in there. You can find out more about it by going to my website, marriedtoaddiction.com, and just clicking on the tab that says uh, membership. I believe it's under the Get Help tab or drop down rather, and you'll see it there, Secret Sisters membership. So please go check it out. I would absolutely love to have you there with us. Hello, and welcome to episode 36 of the Married to Addiction podcast. Today's episode is entitled, Four Different Ways That This Can Play Out. And by this, I mean being married to an alcoholic, this relationship that we're in, this situation that we're in. There are people who are in this situation around the world. This podcast has been listened to in almost 50 different countries. So this is something that affects families everywhere. But... Not all families and not all wives are dealing with it in the same way. Even though the experience has similarities, there is also a fairly wide range of how people are dealing with it and the level to which it is affecting their life. So we're going to talk about that today. So basically, this the way that this plays out for you depends on a couple of things. It depends on your particular relationship. There are some hard lines here. And by that, I mean, 
if you are in a relationship that is abusive, if you are unsafe, if you need to be, um, you know, in, in a different situation because you are not in a safe environment, then that is a hard line. So in your particular relationship, if that is what you are experiencing, to me, that is basically um, where the line in the sand is drawn, so to speak. And you need to get yourself to where you're protected. You need to get yourself to a safe place first and foremost. So for those of you who are listening, if that is you, these different ways don't really apply to you because as far as I'm concerned, your only option is to leave the situation and get to a safe place first and foremost period, end of story. But outside of that, it does depend on your particular relationship. What are the dynamics in your relationship? Um, Are there problems over and above the alcohol? Uh, Were there problems before that? Um, In my particular situation, my husband and I had a good marriage. Uh, He's a good man. He just succumbed to addiction and it got really bad for for a while. And he, you know, obviously his personality and everything else was affected by that too. So, but all in all, that was really the problem in our marriage. Um, There's, that's not always the case. Sometimes addiction comes after a period of unhappiness for other reasons. So it really depends on your particular relationship as to how this can play out in your life. The other thing that it very largely depends on is what has God called you to do? What is he calling you to do in your particular situation? Um, For some of us, it's to leave. And I will never tell you that you should stay in a situation that is absolutely awful for you because God hates divorce. The fact of the matter is, and I've said this before, God cares more about you as his daughter, ultimately, than he does about your marriage. So in some cases, God will tell you to go. He will lead you to go. He will call you to go. And if that's what God's telling you to do, you can guarantee that that's the right right decision for you. In some cases, God will call you to stay. He called me to stay. I did not understand it at the time. I could not have been more uncomfortable. It was hard. It was awful. It was the most difficult thing I've ever been through. But I just felt like God was calling me to stay. So that's the other kind of um, wild card, I guess, in this. So it depends on your particular relationship and the dynamics of that, even sometimes outside of the addiction issue. And it depends on what God has called you to do. So that being said, we're going to go through four different ways that uh, this can play out ultimately. The first is that you have to leave. So like I said, if your relationship is dangerous, if it's too damaging, if it if you feel like God is calling you to leave, then that's the way that this plays out. You have to leave. This is not a failure. This is not, um, you know, something that if you're in a dangerous situation, well, you just need to try harder. First and foremost, you need to be safe, period. So that's one way that this can play out. The second way is you stay because you don't know what else to do. Um, Your life is in a shambles. You feel it will remain so unless and until your husband gets sober, but you don't know what else to do. So you feel stuck. You feel stuck in this misery. You see no way way out and you will stay in that pattern um, indefinitely. 
The third way is that this can play out is you stay because, as I said, you feel like God has called you to. But like myself, you continue to live in that chaos, uh, in that misery. Your life still feels like it's in a shambles. You feel like it will remain so unless and until your husband gets sober. You don't understand why God's calling you to stay because it's miserable and it's hard and you you don't get it. That is the way that mine played out for quite some time. The fourth is you stay because you feel like God has called you to. Um, Your situation is not inherently unsafe, but God has called you to stay and you decide, okay, I'm going to lean into this. I'm going to grow my relationship with the Lord. I'm going to figure out what he's trying to show me through this, how he's trying to grow me through this. And I'm going to look for and find and utilize and implement some tools, practices, etc., that can help me have an easier time while I'm in this period of waiting. Because God has called me to stay. I don't understand it, but I also understand that He, Christ did not die for me to live a life of misery. So what can I do in this situation to not feel like I'm just indefinitely going to have a miserable life. How do you do that? You work on your recovery. And if this is a new concept to you, your recovery, please go back and listen to some of my other podcast episodes. I did not understand this concept. I did not agree with this concept. I did not think that I needed recovery. I was um, a little bit indignant about the fact that somebody would even suggest that I needed to do anything because he was the one with the problem. I didn't get it. And now I have basically decided that it is my mission (laughs) Because I know the value of it now, and I see the value of it now, and I see how it's changing women's lives. Now, my mission is to make under other people who are in that position that I was in and of the mindset that I was in understand that your recovery is just as important as your husband's recovery. Because when you work on your recovery, whether you feel like you're being called to stay because the Lord wants you to, whether you feel like you're staying because you don't know what else to do, whatever the case, if you will work on your recovery, regardless of what your husband is doing, you can stop feeling like you're living in that chaos. You can put boundaries in place to protect yourself emotionally, to protect your um, mental health, to do the same for your children. You can hold space for your husband to work on his recovery. You go to the Lord to meet your needs. And we've talked about that before in in a recent episode, actually. He can bring you peace through this. He will help you carry your burden through this. You are working on other things in your life and focusing on other things in your life rather than sitting there looking at your husband all day, every day and thinking, my life is over until he stops drinking. It doesn't have to be that way. The decision here is not to, one, leave and be free from the difficulty, or two, stay and be miserable in the difficulty. Those are not your only choices. And I want you to hear that. Will it still be challenging? Yes. But there are so many women that I 
know of and have talked to that have found a way, if God is calling them to stay, to not stay stuck in that place where their life just feels like it's over. When you can find that balance, when you can stay in that situation, again, only if you are not unsafe or your children are not unsafe, that's that hard line I talked about earlier. That does not apply here. But if you are in a situation where you're inherently unsafe and you're staying, particularly because God called you to, it doesn't have to be miserable forever until he gets sober. There is work you can do. There is recovery that you can you can go through. There is healing to be done even now, even right now, if he hasn't changed a single thing. So I want you to know that that is available to you. And I'm seeing it every day in the Secret Sister Circle, my membership for Wives of Alcoholics. There are women in there who are having breakthrough, whose husbands are having breakthrough because of their breakthrough, who are finding that they don't have to be in that place of misery all day, every day. They're learning how to grow. They're learning how to heal. They're learning how to reconnect with the Lord or deepen their relationship with the Lord. And they're figuring out a way to move through this process in a way that is so much less difficult. So I just wanted to kind of go over these different ways that this can play out because I know that a lot of times people just think, well, it's it's either going to be stay and be miserable or leave. And that's not the way it always has to go. God knows what you're going through. He understands what you're going through. He is there even in the darkness. And there are 1000% things that you can do to make this not feel like such a heavy, heavy burden. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Thank you so much for listening. And I will see you next time. Quick question for you before I let you go today. Have you been to the Married to Addiction website? If you haven't, I would love if you would go pay it a visit. It's just marriedtoaddiction.com. And over there, you can see um, just a lot of different information about my podcast. There is a blog on there. There's some free resources for you. And there's also a few ways that you can actually get some help if you need a little more help and direction and support as you travel this difficult path with your addicted husband. So if you haven't yet, please go visit marriedtoaddiction.com. Thanks so much.